The 2021 Pitt football season hasn't quite finished yet, but a transfer from sunny Southern California has already got Panther fans thinking about how high they can reach in 2022. We talk about that and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia. We're knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina. It's happened in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One hell of a game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of December 25th, 2021, and this is the Hell to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. When you win, everyone wants to join in on the fun. And now, Pitt has landed its biggest transfer portal score in school history with the addition of Keaton Slovis from USC. Fight on, Pat Narduzzi. Vince, we did it. I'm crediting you and I most of all. I'm not quite sure how, how much we had to do with this. Probably not much. but Campaign? Uh, yeah. Campaign <laughs> we did. Uh, we, we were talking about him last week. A lot of rumors really heating up. A lot of smoke to go around, around with this fire. And uh, Pitt has got a transfer quarterback coming in. A guy with a lot of experience. We're going to be breaking it all down on this week's show. Uh, got to think that he's going to be the front runner. Uh, to under center uh, when we kick it off against West Virginia uh, next season. Um, oh, oh, great Googa Moogly, as Craig Wolfley would say. Oh my God, this is this this is great news. We we are recording the show a little earlier in the week, not only because it's the Christmas holiday this week. Merry Christmas, everybody! Early Christmas present for Pitt fans, but uh, also we were at a restaurant because we're in front of each other right now, celebrating the holidays. You're hitting the road and. We were at a restaurant and we saw the news on on our phones and screamed out loud in the restaurant. And both our wives uh, had to shut us up before we got too rowdy. So we said, you know what, let's channel it to do an early recording this week. So here we are. Yeah, a lot, a lot to talk about here. Just extremely hyped uh, for what's gonna what is possibly gonna happen next season even though this season isn't even over yet and there's still a lot of work to be done there is there's a whole other bowl game that we're going to break down thoroughly we promise next week but this big news is what it's all about today and of course the future of the program super exciting uh for most but maybe not for some of the quarterbacks in the room currently let's talk about that too today and of course we want to hear from you at h2p show on twitter if you want to give us your thoughts on the big transfer portal portal score for Pat Narduzzi and the Pitt Panthers, hit us up there at H2P Show or email if you want to send something longer than 200 and whatever characters. Uh, you want to send us an attachment of the time you met Keaton Slovis when you were vacationing out in California and you hit, were hitting up the whiskey a go go and you've got incriminating photos. We want to see them. <laughs> Hail the number two Pitt podcast at gmail.com. I doubt Keaton Slovis was partying like, like I used to on the strip, Vince, but. Nonetheless, so cowboy. Actually, he's from Arizona, right? He's originally, yeah, originally from Arizona. From Arizona. Yeah, so, but of course, coming from USC, he's going to bring some some of that Hollywood swag. We hope uh, the same that Kenny Pickett really had, and he's from Jersey. It's just inside you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, we appreciate the feedback though on social media, and of course, for the hardcore Pit fans on Panther Lair 
and on Reddit. Uh, we appreciate you as well. We're lurking. We're talking to you there, too. We see you rumor-mongering, especially at a time like this. It's re- really entertaining to see the buildup to this signing. Uh, but appreciate all that love. Shout-out to BMZ32 on Panther Lair as well, who's showing us love every week, Vince. Yeah, yeah. He always liking the show, and we all appreciate that feedback each and every week on the H2P show because it, big, it seems like it's getting bigger and bigger each week. Oh, it is. And w- when they're winning, we're all winning. <laughs> We're, we're working hard on putting out uh, fun shows and interesting shows, and this one should be pretty good, even though it might be a little short, Vince, but good thing. Impromptu, we hollered at, at our great sponsors who helped us put the show together, and they said, let's rock. And, of course, we're talking about Pretty Easy Podcasts. You can go to prettyeasypodcast.com right now to get your own show started. On a whim, you have a partner who's going to help you podcast when you need to podcast, edit, record, get it done, make it sound good, and have fun doing it without the stress. It's supposed to be fun podcasting. Even though it's some people's job these days, it can be the most fun job in the world and the most fun hobby. It doesn't matter whether you're a novice, you're uh, doing it just for funsies with friends, or if you're hardcore going to go into it, Pretty Easy Podcast is the place to go. Check it out now at prettyeasypodcast.com. And they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Do you think that it's going to now be easier to recruit for Pat Narduzzi uh, because he was able to land a player like Keaton Slovis, or is he? Or yeah, excuse me, in the transfer portal, can Pitt just solely rely on transfer transfer portal players? I don't like know. Tennessee I, I, was this year. I don't think that's healthy to do no. that every year. But I will say this: uh, you, you got to think it's impressive. Uh, for for Pat Narduzzi to go out and land a high caliber kid, at least somebody that we we think very highly of, uh, and and you look at you know Keaton Slovis, he talked about this in that Players Tribune article that he wrote, Alan, uh, talking about hey, you know, there's a lot coming back for me to work with here. You know, you got a Bolitnikov winning receiver. You got a couple other really good receivers. You got that Bartholomew guy yeah. tight end. You got possibly your whole offensive line coming back, and you got a, a stable of, of three running backs that, that you can hand the ball off to and, and can and just you know move the football down the field that way. Uh, th- there's a lot to like here. Uh, you know, not necessarily saying that Keaton Slovis is going to be Kenny Pickett right off the bat, but. Uh, you know, he's he's going to have some, some tools to work with. There's no doubt about that, and it's definitely an attractive position for any transfer to come here. Uh, and, and I would say any, any high school quarterback that, that, uh, that, that would, Pitt would be interested in, uh, it seems like Pat Narduzzi is really amassing a, a fair amount of talent here on the offensive side of the ball. It all clicked together this year, and it looks like it's set up to click together for years to come. You know, this is uh, really cool, the, the day and age we live in, not just because the transfer portal itself exists, but the transfer portal along with the ability of players to express themselves, make money off their name, image, and likeness, have a little bit of freedom, and we actually don't have to really speculate on, oh, why do we think Keen Slovis went to Pitt? He spelled it all out. He has a Players' Tribune article. If you're a Pitt fan, I'd say it's a must-read. Uh, he laid it all out there, and, yes, he did name – uh, the Bolitnikoff winner himself, Jordan Addison, as a big reason why this is a, a interesting and 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 smart decision he felt to to make, and he's coming to Pittsburgh from USC, uh, which has been done before. 
Yeah. <laughs> it has been done before. Maybe not to the success that we were all hoping, but I think this is an even more high-profile Trojan quarterback Pitt's getting this time around compared to Max Brown. Yeah, yeah. Max Brown, you know, that was a five-star quarterback, a uh, guy that certainly looked the part and you know didn't quite have the career he was looking for at Southern Cal. And at Pitt, you know, it started off slow, uh, certainly with not not nearly the kind of offensive firepower that Pitt has right now. But uh, he was it was starting to get a little bit better. I will say that you know they were starting to you know uh, get uh, kind of get their mojination going mm. a little bit. But then uh, a season-ending injury for him, and, and that was all she wrote uh, for Max Brown. Keaton Slovis, on the other hand. I believe this guy was only a three-star quarterback on some recruiting services, Alan. Uh, but, you know, he went in from day one, uh, or maybe not necessarily day one, but year one, and started uh, for, for the for the USC Trojans as a, fr- as a true freshman, started 10 games his freshman year, Alan. 10 games uh, in 2019, throwing for 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, uh, nine interceptions in those 10 games. And I remember going in, you know, after that season was over, talking about that 2020 season. I mean, he was looked at as, as a possible Heisman candidate uh, going in there. And then, you know, 2020 had that, uh, that you know, the, the COVID-shortened year, especially in the Pac-12, only played 16, six, only played six games. And, uh, you know, they won their first five games, uh, an undefeated regular season lost the Pac-12 championship game to Oregon. But uh, in those six games, 1,900 yards, 17 touchdowns, seven interceptions, uh, and then uh, still kind of considered a Heisman candidate, a dark horse Heisman candidate going into this season, 2021. And then things just kind of came apart uh, injury-wise for him and, you know, firing their coach <laughs> very early in the season, only played uh, only started eight games uh, for the Trojans, 2,100 yards, 11 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Uh, so not a great year in 2021. Uh, you know, injuries and all kinds of other turmoil happening for him. But, you know, if if we can get the guy that we saw in 2019, I think that's going to be very big for this Pitt program. And just by comparison here, uh, you know, we're talking about these numbers. 2019, you know, his best season, which he only played 10 games, mind you, only 10 games, 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns. Kenny Pickett, in this great 2021 Heisman finalist season that he just had, uh, in how many games did he play this year so far? He played 13 games total, 13 games, 4,300 yards, 42 touchdowns. So, uh, you know, a difference in the number of games, but also, you know, comparable, you know, uh, in terms of yards, at least, uh, you know, they were on kind of on track for each other and, you know, kind of, you know, touchdowns, somewhat similar pace there. So um, you're getting a guy who's shown to put up some big time numbers. Uh, Alan, if you look at some of this stuff, maybe a little bit more higher interception counts than what you would like uh although as we said you know the playing with a with you know certainly those last couple seasons that he had they're not quite the usc talent of old that summer used to uh really banged up and, and not great offensive line only a couple 
strong wide receivers, not a whole lot at the running back position. I know you've been following the Pac-12, Allen, closer than I have, Always. so I'd like to hear what you have to say about uh, Keaton Slovis and, and what he did in, in Southern California. Well, the thing about Keaton Slovis is, yeah, okay, his for, from what I know about the player, from what I've seen, is his best days were, yes, his freshman year, and injuries were the big thing, mm-hmm. and that contributed to the program going into a, a rut and then firing Clay Helton. But he's not to blame because he was really the bright spot in what was a really subpar offensive line, uh, a team with skill players galore that just underperform all, all the time. And he was in there in some games. If you watched him play, especially his freshman year, the thing about him, damn, this guy could go in there and be in pressure pack situations, comebacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the road, winning games that they weren't supposed to win, and also being there in the pocket with just guys all up in his face, getting pressure, and he really isn't the kind of quarterback that's going to panic. He'll be he'll he'll be a guy who will stand tall in a pocket. He'll be a guy who will wisely scramble and can you know. Of course, his injuries are something to be aware of, but the the toughness that we talked about with Kenny Pickett, I think there's a similar spark of that in Keaton Slovis obviously he has to prove himself at that level but you could you have seen some of that from what he did at USC and that's probably a big reason why Narduzzi wanted to go after the guy yeah yeah Uh, a guy with with tremendous accuracy uh throwing the football uh has a strong enough arm to get the ball deep um you know maybe a stronger arm than Kenny Pickett who's probably gonna I think get knocked in the combine for very well could very well could that, that remains to be seen uh but you know not uh you know a guy that's willing to stand in there and and make the make the the best throw he possibly can it didn't not a he didn't run a tremendous amount uh, at southern cal at all although I, i'm not going to say he's i wouldn't say he's slow by any no, any stretch, I would probably put him on the level of Kenny Pickett. Is he going to create a fake slide, illegal maneuver? No, he's not that kind of <laughs> smart player. No one is, but I think he's going to be serviceable with his legs at least a little bit. Hopefully, he won't need to with potentially a veteran offensive line in front of him going into uh, next season, and that might get pit preseason ACC picks because of. It- a lot of returning guys. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's a lot of, of we a lot. What we were talking about uh, tonight was you know you know obvi- you know Clemson still going to get you know the most hype and and maybe as they should based on talent alone and, and money and, and, and mostly money and Miami you know they you know with uh, with a new coach and you know a, a standout freshman quarterback and, and all the talent they have uh, you got to think that. You know, ACC writers are going to have them, uh, you know, at the top of that coastal division preseason. Uh, you know, there's always going to be a team like an NC State or North Carolina who's going to get ranked, you know, pretty high preseason just based on the nature of the conference. You got a Virginia Tech who seems to always be ranked in the top three, regardless of what they do. You got, you got uh, um, Cunningham coming back at Louisville. I imagine that he's going to get some votes there. Uh, and there was all these questions about what, you know, Pitt is going to look like without Kenny Pickett and how valuable he was to this team. And no doubt he was extremely valuable. But now you're bringing in an experienced player 
who's shown to to play play in big time moments at, at a big time school and you know has he been perfect as of late no but uh this is a guy who who's done a lot in his college career and he definitely uh answers some of those questions that they have at that position and on offense so you got to think you know, with all the talent Pitt's going to have coming act, you got to think that they would at least be ranked in the top three or four preseason in the conference, I'd imagine. And certainly a top you know, a top 25 team, maybe a top 15 team I mean, in the, the def- country. The defending ACC champs better damn well be in the top 25 nationally. I, don't, I mean, I don't even want to start thinking about that. That'll aggravate me. But the the exciting thing is, and this is what we, we talked about, the potential of this and all the transfer portal quarterbacks out there. Who would we like to see? Would we like to see one come to Pitt? And this was the one one of the few we I think we said, yeah. and I know I said, I'd like to see. And we got him. And I'm excited because he is so much, I feel like, Kenny Pickett, a guy who played early in his career, maybe had some ups and downs. Kenny Pickett wasn't a Heisman candidate going into this season. It wasn't a Heisman caliber player. He was just a solid quarterback who was learning and willing to learn and had obviously great, great coaching. Give it up to Mark Whipple for what he did with Kenny Pickett. I say that's going to be the next interesting thing to see too, is who do they have coaching Slovis at Pitt? Cause it won't be Mark Whipple, unfortunately, but uh, he, in terms of ability, temperament, it feels like Pitt is set up to let Kenny Pickett go and replace him with someone who could be maybe not his equal, but serviceable in the same kind of way and get Pitt into the conversation in the ACC. You have to be hyped for this. This is a Christmas gift to Pitt because without Keaton Slovis coming to Pitt, uh, the future was just way big. a way bigger question mark. Is it to say that Nick Patty is not – a serviceable quarterback? No. Is it to say that Pitt wouldn't have no chance with Nick Patty? No. Can Nick Patty still beat out Keaton Slovis? I don't know. Maybe. He could. Things happen in, in camps. Obviously, won't be the favorite to do that. But th- there's just way, bit, way more question marks with those players compared to a guy who played for three years at one of the biggest schools in all of college football, one of the brightest lights you could possibly have as a quarterback in college. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I've been very vocal about how I feel good about Nick Patty. I feel good about Davis Bevel. I feel good about Nate Yarno. But uh, those guys are all question marks, guys that we haven't seen very much of. Some of them not haven't seen any at all. And, you know, in, uh, in regular old college football, that's fine because that's just what it is. But this is 2021 where – all the money on the line, the coach's jobs on the line, everybody, all the pressure, there's way more pressure going with something that like a transfer portal with proven players, free agents for all intents and purposes is a smarter play too for coaches. So that's how you have to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this and Pitt has, and we talked, Pitt has a lot returning uh, and, and enough returning that, this may not be a rebuild type season after Kenny Pickett. That they can make another run. This could be the difference between a ten and two season and an eight and four season. This kind of this kind of move right here. Uh, and you know, yes, it would be great if if you know Nick Patty or, or or one of the other guys just you know took control 
uh, of this quarterback situation and end up being the starter. But you know they're going to have that much more competition with, with Keaton Slovis. Now I'm not, I'm not naive here. I know that you know if Keaton Slovis is coming here, he's coming here to start. There's no doubt about that. And if you believe what you uh, you may see in, in some of this rumor and innuendo that, you know, Notre Dame was after him and some other schools. You know, he, he came here to start. And you got to be thinking, he, he coach isn't going to say he's handed the job. He's going to say that he's going to have, you know, every opportunity to compete and there's going to be a big-time competition. But, you know, he's going to be the guy, you know, barring some disaster, he's going to be the guy coming out of this. And also, we need to clarify, I think, because, sure, you can have skepticism that Keaton Slovis is coming to Pitt and he had injuries at USC, uh, but he still, not less than a year ago, going into the season, was a guy people were saying, oh, he might be a Heisman candidate. He is. He has the tools. And in today's college football, especially let's go talk to our older Pitt Panther fans who might think, ah, he's a transfer. He couldn't hack it at USC, so he's coming to Pitt. <laughs> That is not the case anymore. You can't look at transfer players that way anymore, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. Some of the best players are going to be transfer portal players. Yeah, it's interesting, that whole dynamic and that there's – There's a bunch of variables. You can't just say the guy didn't make it there because he stinks. The guy didn't make it there – A, injury. Uh, Two, the regime was terrible. The coaches were terrible. They all got fired. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole new era. And and, and Ali, I mean, you were spending time in L.A. You know, while he was he was out there. I mean, you you could speak to the kind of pressure this kid was on under. He yeah, was even, he was on billboards. You know, he was yeah, yeah he was uh, even you know. in L.A. now where USC is not what it was. You know, uh, 15, 16, 17 years ago. Uh, even but playing at USC, there is still a certain amount of pressure that a college football quarterback will feel compared to what the pit quarterback is going to feel. It's a little bit different. It's I think it's a more relaxed, comfortable situation if you're going to pit playing quarterback versus going to USC to play quarterback. There's way more opportunity probably at USC money-wise while you're in college. You both both places could get you to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's it's different. It's a different spotlight. So he has Thicker skin, I think, yeah, coming here. The, the Viper room versus the Oaklander is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just – and it's people have different speeds. Maybe the Viper room isn't your speed, Keen Slows. <laughs> well, why don't you come over here and you try out Jax? <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what this is. I, I, re- I really do. Although I hope he's not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my NIL pitch to Keaton Slovis. Did I tell you this? I've been plotting this too. No, you haven't told yeah, me. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my NIL pitch to Keaton Slovis. I'm not going to give him any money, but I'm just going to offer his, my services, our services, as just concerned fans who want to see him and the team succeed. We'll look out for him. We'll produce a podcast for him. We'll keep him out of trouble. I'll drive him all over town if he needs. Oh, I think sure this is going. the kind of things fans need to do. Offer it, offer it with, and you know, if you get paid a little bit, maybe from one of his other sponsors, that's a way to do it. Well, I, I don't know if you could just do that directly. I mean, there are there are some rules and regulations there. I thought but. it was free will and just money exchange and <laughs> no more not, not quite. That's a topic for, for another show. Um, yeah, yeah, this is this is this is big here. Uh, you know. It, 
you talked about injury problems that he's had. You know, we've heard about arm fatigue. We're, we've heard about, you know, elbow injuries, you know. Um, they, didn't yeah. they make him throw like a billion times? Well, well, that's, well that's, well, that's, uh, you know, a question I have. And, and you know, it's, you know, I mean, it, there's probably only so much level of tampering that's tolerable in, in, in college football transfer portals. But, you know, did... Did pit doctors check him out to know what his health is before they, yeah, you know, brought him in? I imagine that they had to do some homework on his, you know, on his current health and the current state of his arm. Uh, I wonder because they offer he gets a scholarship, right? Yeah, he, he does. Takes a scholarship spot. He, he will take a scholarship spot. Can, and, can other students at the university getting scholarships be examined for health? For their health, well, well, other you, than well like having well, your shots. Well, you usually do get a, uh, you usually do get a, you know, some sort of physical or something. Uh, that's kind of after the scholarship has been accepted. So I don't know why yeah, for like an incoming freshman. Now for something like this, I don't know. I mean, it, this is, you know, it, if if he were to come here and his arm would be shot, you know, I don't. You, you have no backup. You well, you have no. You can't go out and acquire somebody else. Now I suppose, you know, in the spring, you know, you know, after spring games and spring practices and, and people are disgruntled with their, you know, position on the team, you know, there's, I'm sure there's going to be some others transferring out at that time, but that's not, to me, that's not an ideal time to go out and get somebody. You want somebody right now perfect to, time, to, yeah. Yeah, to participate in those in those just in time for Christmas and to participate in those spring practices. That's what's important. A lot of people can't stress that enough. Those spring practices there, especially breaking a new quarterback, new offensive coordinator uh, to some degree Whoever that we, we that, that we don't know about, a new quarterback coach. Um, so that's going to be very that's going to be very important to to make sure he's in here and ready to go. Uh, but you know, I still, as I said, you still got you still got some quality quarterback guys that I feel good about, and especially if you trusted your quarterback recruiting, then you got to feel good about you know these other guys on the roster. Maybe you don't feel great about them starting, you know, right away. Maybe they're still too young. You know, they've only been in the program a year or two. Uh, but, you know, eventually you're going to have to turn it over to those guys, I would think. Um, maybe not with the transfer portal. Maybe you don't have to. But uh, you're still going to have some of those level guys on the roster. And I wanted to ask you, Alan, what would you do? You know, you got four other quarterbacks that are there. you got Patty. you got Bevel. you got Yellen. Yellen. And, and Yarnell, what what would you do with those guys? What do you think is going to happen? Because you know, uh, and we'll get to this. You know, we think uh, based on some comments from Kenny Pickett, it sounds like Nick Patty is going to be starting this ball game. Yeah, you know, this, this Peach Bowl. Kenny Pickett said yeah. on the Kenny Pickett show, right? That yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be in Atlanta in the booth talking into Nick Patty's ear. Now maybe Nick Patty's ear is the one that's on the sideline giving signals to somebody else. Yeah, now, we don't know that for sure, and we haven't heard Coach officially say who's going to be the starter in this ballgame. I, I trust Kenny, and that's what I, I read into that too. That's, oh, but now my, also, my other question is also, is Keaton Slovis going to be sitting next to Kenny? 
I don't know if he'll be doing that, but I'm sure he'll be watching from from wherever he wherever he is. Um, but you, but, but, yeah, the four quarterbacks. Yes, yeah. I, I think well, first of all, Joey Yellen. I think people are going to be yelling at him to get out of town. Yeah, is kind of what that sounds like. Yeah, go play it. I don't know, Youngstown State. Yeah, maybe it didn't work out. No, second it'd be his second transfer. He's got the eligibility. So I would. So if he, I think under these transfer portal rules, I think if he were to transfer somewhere else, because I wouldn't think he would have a degree. Your second time you have to yeah. wait a full season. Yeah. Unless I may think maybe if he would drop down to an FCS level, maybe he could play right away. I don't know exactly how that works. Mm. But anyway, I don't think he's going to be the one that's here. He is not yeah. one that we're, yeah. he was the low man on the totem pole. Now I, now I would hope that we would go, I would like to keep all four, Three of those other guys. I would absolutely love that. Now, you know, a guy like Lovis, you know, he's going to be coming in here with two years of eligibility remaining. But you got to think, you know, he's already played three. And he's going to have that. He has that extra year to the COVID year. If he has a huge year, like we would hope in 2022, then he's going to be gone after this year. So if you're a, if you're a Bevel or a Yarnell, you're saying, okay, I'm going to learn for one more year, and then it'll either be my my sophomore or my junior year is when I'm going to be starting, and I'm going to have two to three years uh, to play. Perfectly it, acceptable yeah, for those guys. Yes, yeah, and that's and that's you know kind of how it's been. And you I don't at, think they have a lot of people in their ears saying, leave now, unless I, I, unless they say you just sit there they're going to keep looking for greener grass every time someone leaves well see other you know mark whipple the quarterback coach he's not here he's not you know so they don't have the coach that recruited them is not here anymore so are they going to get along with the new quarterback coach the new offensive coordinator we don't we don't know we don't know if that new guy is going to want him but i will say you know bevel uh, you know, this is a guy who was a four-star recruit, certainly looks the part, and I could definitely see the improvement uh, from, from, you know, last year to this year. I think he looked much better, you know, even in limited, very limited times, even, but looking at, even at the spring game there, you could tell he looked better. Uh, I would hope that they can keep him because I still feel good about him. Yarno, we don't really know anything about, although the coach did kind of hint Yes. That he could be uh, a, a good player in the future, but you know this is an ideal situation. You don't want to have to push these guys into the lineup if they're not ready. But it's ideal. But you you must be very careful with the offensive coordinator. Hi. Yeah, yep. Because you brought it up, Whipple's gone. He he recruited them. If he goes, that really is an incentive for them and and an excuse for them to leave. Why do I want to be here? The people that brought me here aren't here. And a lot of people get recruited to a place and they have different uh, standards, they, they different beliefs. Oh, I came to this place because of the coaches or I came to this place because of the place. Or I made a commitment and I'm just going to stick through it. Everyone's different. I don't fault anyone for making the decision for themselves. Just like I still can't believe people get mad at Kenny for not playing this game. I don't care. But – uh, for those guys, they're young still, so I, I think even sticking it out and seeing what's next at the offensive coordinator position, Pitt has a good chance of keeping them both. I would put money on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. We we don't I, know. I them. think that would be. We good. don't know them personally. We don't know exactly <laughs> what they're thinking. But you would just say as an outsider yeah. and everything in front of them, how much time they can still have at Pitt. 
it makes sense for them to stay. Nick Patty is a different story. Yeah, and Nick Patty, that's going to be interesting Time's here. Time's running out. You know, I mean, maybe he has a huge peach bowl, and maybe that's a good audition for, and he, somebody wants to take him, take him on a flyer for one year. Maybe. Uh, I would love to keep Nick Patty here for another season, even as the backup. Uh, I think, you know, just with his experience, uh, just, you know, and, and kind of an extra coach on the sideline, you know, a, a tough runner. Maybe you put him in, in in a, in a goal line package situation, as we saw them do last year, even maybe if Slovis is, you know, not, uh, you know, maybe, maybe if his arm is, is having some problems and maybe the young guys aren't quite ready, maybe you get Patty in there a little bit more. So I would, I would love to, to keep those three guys plus Slovis coming in here. You're not bringing in a freshman quarterback, at least not yet. That we haven't seen. Maybe they're not done. You know, I mean, they were recruiting Chubba Purdy out of a freshman out of Florida State. Uh, maybe that's maybe he, they're going to bring him in as well. We don't we don't know that. But where where we sit right now, I would like to be going in there with four quarterbacks. Uh, I know that's a lot of reps to go around, but I, I still uh, would feel a lot more comfortable going in with four. I think it's worth the scholarships because it's such an important position. You can't afford yeah. to to be thin at that position. And no and no red shirts available anymore either. For for any of them. Well, you could well, no, no. No, they've yeah. used up all that. They're all yeah. used. Yes, yeah, yeah, they're all used. So they're sitting there during the season, all four yeah. of them, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I wouldn't bet on it. I think Patty's, you think one's going to leave. I mean, I think Nick Patty's going to go. I th- I think Nick Patty's going to go somewhere, but I just don't see a. Do you see an FBS school wanting him? He there's no. I don't. Nothing, maybe there's no tape on him except a couple games and some plays here and there. The last two well, seasons. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you look at, I mean, I, I suppose an FBS school or maybe a Group of Five school would want. I I have, I have no idea. I mean, that, that's. That's, you know, with some of these transfer quarterbacks, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, maybe a young guy going into a different situation or or a guy who's had a lot of... He doesn't of, scream yeah, transfer portal guy to me. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't li- seem like, unless he's going to maybe an FCS school where he's going to yeah, 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 be yeah. The, the guaranteed starter there, which I, I suppose could happen. What a story. Wins the Peach Bowl and then goes to... James Madison and wins the a national title. What a huge title. game the Peach Bowl becomes now for Nick Patty. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. I mean, a mo- he, he could, what an opportunity. I mean, could go down as a legend for yeah. winning a, a New Year's Six Bowl game. How many pick quarterbacks have done that? And not many. And then going off to play at Arizona State or some or someone. Else. I mean, I mean, you know, the last you know big major bowl game that you know, I mean that. You know, not counting that Fiesta Bowl disaster in 2004 was that you know the 82 Sugar Bowl, and you know maybe you know Marino and Patty, those are the two guys. People may forget about Kenny Pickett after this Peach Bowl. Who uh, knows? I, I could see it happening next year with Keaton Slovis at least. Probably not though. Um, but this is a. Uh, interesting now for the Peach Bowl for other reasons more than just more than winning. Um, the Peach Bowl becomes important now uh, for the future of Nick Patty, the quarterback position. And I just got to say again, the offensive coordinator hire so big. What does Pat Narduzzi do? How does it affect the quarterback room? And what's the, the future plan for that? 
position like are because then you this can't thing kind of can snowball if you take your eye off the ball and recruiting freshman quarterbacks and compiling too many or too few you can wind up relying too much on the transfer portal which i see a future where maybe you can get away with it in some positions but you don't want to do that at quarterback i've heard a lot of outrage about this transfer portal People complaining about you know, guys that are transferring, you know, you know, only staying one year somewhere. You know, you recruit a guy for four years and then he transfers after one. And I, I know the arguments about coaches can pick up and leave at any time and then you know, players should be able to do the same. But I, I think yeah, I think it's going to go back to a situation where you got to get a degree or some level of credits completed or, or something like that in order to prevent the these this constant movement all the time with with no with no sitting out penalty i think something's like something like that is going to happen to throttle this down a little bit you think there will be there will be a new rule introduced by I the think, NCAA? I think, I, or if the NCAA still exists, I think, oh. <laughs> I, I think there will be something. That's my prediction. But, but I, I don't think you can rely on this every single year because, no. you know, you gotta, you gotta get, I don't, I don't think it's healthy to do that because you gotta, you gotta be able to bring somebody up in your system. You know, that's the one big risk about this. You know, we're all excited right now, but you're talking about a new quarterback and a new, offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach so you know you are shaking some things up a little bit despite all the returning talent it is it's it's on paper it's a sexy uh signing a sexy uh uh transfer but also that is a, a big change for a lot of people not just the new guy coming in but everyone adjusting to him so we'll see how it shakes out but you, it it seems like something to be excited about i would call it a christmas present not a miracle because when you win the acc there are no miracles just hard work we not me even though pitt won the acc though vince they are now underdogs in the peach bowl yes they are alan and so you know we've been following this a little bit uh pitt opened as you know a, a three-point favorite a four-point favorite in some areas and, you know, you saw this news, you know, maybe Kenny Pickett wasn't going to play, you know, maybe Mark Whipple was going to be out of town. And then, uh, you know, that news came out and slowly, uh, you know, this is, this has changed. And, you know, you'd think a Kenny Pickettless team, you know, well, how much do you think Michigan State would be favored by in this game? Uh, two and a half. Well, you're, you're, you're pretty close to being right. Uh, you know, uh, I'm seeing, you know, anywhere from, you know, three at most places. So I'm looking at, at Pinnacle, uh, Caesars, William Hill, um, Draft Kings. You know, those are three-point favorites, a two-and-a-half-point favorite for Michigan State at the Golden Nugget, the Mirage, and the win. Uh, only a two-point favorite at the Westgate Superbook mm. in Las Vegas. Well, yeah, and that's uh, also – and if you're thinking, oh, well, it would have been about a touchdown, but don't forget Kenneth Walker is not playing yes. for Michigan State, yep. who's an amazing running back. And yep. so they have guys that are sitting out as well. Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit when we saw the matchup. You know, Michigan State's pass defense, not very good. Uh, Pitt's running uh, defense – 
uh, pretty good. So, you know, Pitt, we thought it was kind of a good matchup here. Uh, you know, I, I imagine that there's going to be some, you know, uh, outbursts from the public here to say, oh, well, Kenny Pickett's not there. This team's no good. Uh, but I, I don't know if that's the case. I guess we're going to find out next week at, at this Peach Bowl Thursday uh, at 7 p.m. Cannot be more hyped for this game. Uh, but right now the Panthers are a slight underdog here uh, with Nick Patty at the helm. I'm excited about it because, you know, even if Pitt loses, I'll be very upset, of course. But it's not – you're not losing a championship. Your program, it doesn't take a huge hit. It, it feels like a win-win for Michigan State and Pitt. You go, <laughs> go out there, a bunch of young guys get a chance to get playing time. They get opportunities to – if they're going to transfer, show other schools what they could do. Uh, sh- they get to go out there and everyone's going to – Praise Pat Narduzzi for getting Keaton Slovis now. We'll hear a lot of that talk. And I think it only does good things right now in the immediate future for the Pitt program. And then if Keaton Slovis comes in and is successful at Pitt, my God, watch the floodgates open. All the kids are going to want to play quarterback at Pitt. (laughs) Pitt is not only going to have the best defensive lines, the craziest cornerbacks who just joined the Colton Narduzzi, and then now they're going to be a play a quarterback destination. It could happen that quickly. Well, that's you know we talked about you know uh, last week when we were, we were going over the recruiting. You know, I mean, you have you know, can't just have just one big year. That's not going to get you uh, a ton of recruits. You got to be able to you know uh, sustain some success year in and year yeah, out. Remember that, that year UCF won the national title, kind of. That's yeah. That's like a, a far distant memory right now. I'm putting on shades okay. though for the rest of this show. Because our future is bright, I'm feeling it. You got, you know, you look at, yeah, uh, you got to be able to string together multiple big seasons. That's how you get respect. That's how you get on national television channels, respectable cable channels. Yep, yep, yep. Even network television that people respect. You got to put up, uh, you know, big seasons. You know, time after time, you know, Pitt's finally got this big season here. Uh, and they're going to have an opportunity next year to have another big one, and it's going to start off with this backyard brawl. Oh my uh, god! We think you know we haven't had the official schedule release yet, beat. but <laughs> and also think about this though: Keaton Slovis coming into Pitt, and that's for if he plays the first game that he you know, he's going to be playing in. He can't rely on he can't take hey, Kenny. So what should I expect in this brawl? Who's like, man, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> nothing about that. Why don't you call Tyler? And he's going to have to call Tyler Palco. Yeah, probably him and then Dave Wanstead will probably be the two he calls up first. It's it's, it's going to be fun, too, because it's uh, a lot of the same, hopefully, for Pitt next year. But a big new that's a huge new game, new rivalry revisited that has to hopefully it's 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 a totally new regime. Uh, Like it's basically square one when you talk about that game next year, which is so big to us. Everyone on that team has no idea. Yep, they don't. They don't. They, yeah, but I'm. You know, I think though that you're, there's going to be, especially with with a, a preseason ranking, you know, that think they could have. Uh, going to be a lot of talk in the off season. Uh, you know, there's rumors of this game being played on the Thursday night to to open the college football season. That big Thursday night. Uh, you know, if that happens, there is going to be a tremendous amount of. It's going to be a night game. There's going to be a tremendous amount of hype for the game. Uh, I think I think the players are going to realize the importance very quickly. 
I wonder if that was a selling point to Keaton Slovis. I'm sure it was, yeah. Man, you know what the game you get to start your career in at Pitt if you come here? Forget that UCLA game. That's lame. No one cares about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, playing in a you know a half empty Rose Bowl. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who wants to do that? You're talking. There will be couches burning around the stadium. If, win or lose. Win or lose. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I mean I'm I'm super hyped for next season. Just thinking about it, we were doing a lot of that because we saw the Keaton Slovis news and we said, oh my god, what can next year be? Um, obviously, transfer portal quarterbacks. It it. It could wind up, you know, total miss. It's happened before with a USC quarterback yep. at Pitt, but I feel like we discussed it now. It, it feels a little bit different, uh, a little bit more seasoned of a quarterback um, in college football. Obviously, Max Brown had a high pedigree, but what we've seen Keenan Slovis do in the Pac-12 should get you excited, Pitt fans, no doubt. Uh, and then if he shows up, my God. The, the future for pit football, you got to feel good about it right now. And uh, I feel like people feel like Pitt's already ahead of the game. Vince, I was on the Pitternet the rest of our dinner after the news came out, seeing people gloat, uh, talk about how a 10th national title might be somewhere <laughs> down the road. I mean, a lot of people just looking looking down the road and seeing good things. Oh, yeah, there's always people that are they're looking down the road at, at good things, especially when some big news comes out. And that, there deserves to be some hype. And, and, you know, this year they proved that they can answer the bell. Let's see what they were saying when Slovis joined the Panthers on the Pitternet. Can you explain what Internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets and to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. We're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. Joey David on Panther Lair said he needs to be 85% of 2021 Kenny Pickett. About Slovis, Vince. Yeah. What, what do you think of that number? 85% of what Kenny... So what you said, Kenny threw for 4,300 yards, 42 touchdowns. What's 85% of that? I, I'm uh, not doing the math. Well, I think... Yeah. 85%, he plays at, you know, two-thirds of that multiplied by five-eighths. Yeah. Then you, yeah, take, which, you, know, you have to divide that also by a factor 6.95 and then yeah. also throw in, I think, a divisible of three. And also, if you have a quotient, multiply that by seven, then to the 85 percentile, then that's what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say something like that. Or, or if you take, you know, the, the difference in there 40 times and you uh -huh. look at the you know, the quadratic formula of those, yeah, that's that's really where it comes out to be when you look at the difference between these two players. I'm not uh, Pythagoras, uh, so I'm not going to try. Yeah. But yeah. I just I, – I feel I feel the 85% in the ballpark, but I'd like to see 100% of Keaton Slovis. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I think what, the, what uh, Joey David was saying was that, you know, if, if if we get 85% of what Kenny Pickett did this year, then we're going to have a good season next year. Uh, and, I, you know, that could be true. I mean, it's it's hard to say exactly. You know, there were some close games uh, that we had that Kenny Pickett really just you know, stepped up and made some huge plays uh, for the team and carried them to a victory. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be some changes. You know, it's not like it's going to be all the same players. Uh, but 
um, th this is going to be definitely a, a big part of it. You know, how 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 much is there a drop off? We've already been hearing those questions, and we're gonna uh, they're going to continue to show up. And, uh, and also, you know, I don't I don't need to go to Thackeray Hall to do the math on this. Eighty five percent of Kenny Pickett's statistics for Keen Slopes would be pretty damn good. Also considering, I think next year, no matter who the offensive coordinator is, uh, will be hopefully because Pat Narduzzi's picking him and probably wants to do this, be a little bit more dedicated to the run. They have three Look, solid running backs I think they can do that with. They have an offensive line that's hopefully going to build up a little bit, strength and conditioning this offseason. Uh, that are guys that are now, there's a few, couple at least aspiring for the NFL or pro football, maybe in the spring even. They, they, they aren't going to rely on Keaton, Keaton Slovis maybe the way they did Kenny Pickett. Well, you, you do need to be able to pass the football of course, in order to win. But you shouldn't uh, be uh, having to throw it, 60 times a game, especially yeah. the way they were trying to make him do that at USC sometimes. I mean, yeah, you, you, you know, that is a great point. You know, you got you got three talented running backs and you got an offensive line that, that could be having most of its starters back. And, you know, even if they don't, I mean, you had a, you had some injuries there at the end of the season and so you had a few offensive linemen that started three or four games that weren't uh you know starters at the beginning of the season it's really shaken so, out to be more of like hopefully a pro style offense well that, yeah i mean that's uh you know I, they ran a they ran a, a fairly pro yeah, style yeah they, they did pretty they did offense a pretty fair amount this year yeah. and i and i would hope that they would continue to do that i don't want to you know you, we talk about you know you hear a lot about this Brandon Marion uh, in the go-go offense, which I haven't done enough research on myself to say. So I don't know if it's a if it's a gimmick offense. I don't know if it's more of a, a pro-style offense. I know that there's some pro concepts in it that, that some NFL coaches have been using, speaking very highly of it. Uh, so it's hard to say exactly, you know, what the offense is going to look like until we do. But yeah. I hope it's what they ran this year. I think is is something that is they could be successful with. You know, they didn't. It wasn't just to spread them out and throw all the time. Yeah. But you know, they had enough. You know, I know we criticized them that they didn't run enough at times. But or go event, under center enough. Yes. I know we criticized that, but you know, eventually Use they the size of the and the quality of the tight ends enough, maybe. Yeah. But eventually they. The running game did work. You know, eventually it did, and and you hopefully you know it works a little bit better. And maybe there's, you know, with a new offensive coordinator, there's going to be a little bit more dedication to that. You know, there's not if they're a little bit more balanced next year, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And when we say pro, obviously the line's blurring between the college game and, and pros a little bit uh, these days. But um, just I think a. a a more con a more controlled debt and a dedication to the run, I think, is a lot. When what, what what you think about when you say the the run, although you know the run game, I feels like coming back to the NFL too. It's always you know yeah, things come in waves. That this era of throwing a ridiculous amount um, is here, but I think being balanced is very important. And Pitt has the I think personnel to do that next season, regardless of a stud quarterback coming into town uh, ready to sling. You know, they don't need to hopefully not buy into that and the hype and all that and have to feel like they have to deliver this messiah of a quarterback who's going to get the Heisman that Kenny couldn't get. He just needs to come in and play a good, balanced, 
you know, pocket passing quarterback position for Pitt to be good. 85% of Pickett, whatever you want to call it. Keaton Slovis doesn't need to do too much coming here. I'll say that. <laughs> I think he there's a template for his success, and he, he could follow it. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, and then and also, you know, with the Pitternet, uh, there are people who saying, ah, Max Brown, so then they'll throw it. It's getting pushed and pulled, and there's the ridiculous optimism, the negativity. And if you're in the middle, you say, man, this looks like – if you look at it fairly, I think you say this looks like a positive score for Pitt. Um, but, you know, it could it could wind up a disaster because things happen in college football. Well, I'll say this. You know, it seemed like most people thought that they needed to go out and get a quarterback in the transfer market. You this were saying year. it midseason. Yeah, a lot of people felt that way. I, 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 I'm not saying I was 100% on board with that, but I'd say most people said that they needed to uh, because they, they didn't trust Patty. And they thought the other guys were too young, uh, so they—that's what they did. And if you look out of the transfer quarterbacks available, who would you have wanted instead of Slope? Yeah, we I'd be talk, interested. We to, yeah, we talked about it a lot last you and week. Far between. I'd be interested to hear what other people were, or you know, people that are not happy with this, what they would have done differently, and who they would have taken. Uh, real quick, you brought up the go-go offense. Uh, you can purchase Brennan Marion's book on the go-go offense in paperback on Amazon. Yeah, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, is it why would you leave all your secrets out? Because if it works, it works. I mean, uh, June Jones and all the <laughs> and all the those guys and air raid people like everybody sells their secrets. It's this is the society we live in, you know. And they yeah, still are so. successful. Yeah, stop it. Stop all those crossing patterns. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, but I, I like it. Pitt has – I'm leaning towards if you want to keep – especially if you want to keep all those quarterbacks, maybe you do promote from within with Brennan Marion. I'll, I'll say this. I, I, I would do whatever it took to keep him, uh, mainly because, you know, what he did with the wide receiver position this year was just absolutely – just miraculous. I, I'm not nothing against you know Jordan Addison, who's a tremendous talent, uh, but all these other receivers that they had, you know, they they played so much better. Now, how much of that was Kenny Pickett, and how much is that with them? I'll say this: I think these guys really helped make Kenny Pickett's year as big as it was. I think Kenny Pickett played great last year, uh, but just too many drop balls were a problem. And, and, and that somehow got cured up with, with, with Coach Marion here, uh, a, a young, hungry guy, uh, you know, you know, a- active on the recruiting scene and obviously proven to be an effective coach. Uh, I would I would do whatever it took uh, to try to keep this guy. I really would. Yeah. Then, and then, um, I mean, I'm just skimming more about philosophies and reactions to the to the go-go offense that he's now uh, – becoming famous for it requires a pretty mobile quarterback but my favorite part about it is there's a lot of sets where there's two running backs on the same side next to the quarterback very different <laughs> so it could be interesting well, and I don't that's, know a, that's the pro well, that's style a, we want to see well that's yeah that's the thing you know but if you adjust for personnel you well know. i think you'd have to i mean we don't have any truly mobile or truly running quarterbacks on this on this team 
Yeah, exactly. So we shall see. Let's go on one more from the Pitternet, though. This is at Corey Kramer on Twitter who said, In NYC, Pit Hoodie on, a random LSU fan ran up to me, told me to F off, and then ran away. <laughs> now, Alan, you lived in Louisiana uh, and covered LSU for several years. So I got to ask you about this. I mean, is there is there some sort of heat that we don't know about? No. <laughs> I I'm may, I mean we've we they owe us a debt of gratitude. They do. They absolutely do for that 07 championship. LSU winning it all is because of Pitt. They know this. I was down there. They've always gave I got thank you. Hey T-Boy, thanks for the win back then. I got that. I don't I don't know. I think this was just someone angry in in New York. Maybe it was a hobo who like found an LSU hoodie. And then was just screaming at this person because they want to give him any loose change. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it seemed really surprising to me. I don't know. I, yeah, maybe just you know, uh, you know, SEC fans just don't want to see anybody else getting any credit for anything. I know that's true. <laughs> I like. Yeah, I like the. I saw some people who saw Kenny Pickett on the during the Heisman ceremony say, uh, "This guy played in the SEC at an SEC stadium. He would have crapped his pants." And then Pitt fans quickly reminding this. <laughs> bozo uh he went to tennessee he beat him shut up go grab a piece of loose chicken and calm down <laughs> come on uh i don't know i don't know where that comes from but Corey kramer hopefully you're, you enjoyed your stay in nyc uh i know pit foot basketball did yeah yeah they did huge victory over st john's there former uh, rival yeah a former big east foe uh, yeah, the Panthers, obviously not a great season so far uh, on the hardwood, but they're getting uh, – they've won a couple in a row here. They're a fourth-quarter uh, team, as Billy Hillgrove says. <laughs> they, they are. Uh, they're going to need to start playing all four quarters. Uh, ACC play coming up here. Uh, it, it's going to be a tough road, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I almost went to St. John's, you know. Yes, First I First school that accepted me back in 04. Oh five, oh! This could have been a saint. This could have been a Red Storm podcast. If you do want to start a Red Storm podcast, <laughs> check out our sponsors. <laughs> PrettyEasyPodcast.com. I'll I'd listen to it for sure, especially if it's St. John Hoops. Uh, but we like Pit Hoops here. We'll be talking more about them down the road. But we got plenty more Pit football to talk. Obviously, next week breaking down the Peach Bowl, and obviously it's the holidays. We're going to be seeing some family. Hopefully everybody's going to say stay stay safe during the holidays and you're able to converse with your family about pit football and the bright future in Keaton Slovis. I know I've I just got to town today, ran into some some family and they didn't believe me when I told them the rumors and they said they'd believe it when they saw it and people around town maybe they don't believe it yet Vince, but it happened. Pitt yeah, got the yeah, SC quarterback. Yeah, I mean we 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 haven't been we haven't had this news out for too too long, so we haven't gotten a, a full consensus of everybody around town. But we did hear what some people had to say. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. You know, I think that Pitt's got some team they're working on down there. Yeah, you, you hear Narduzzi landed that kid from Southern Cal. Oh, the quarterback they had. Yeah, but but I heard he's coming in to play corner. That's why he's a great coach. He always recruiting them athletes. They'll commit to the team and play wherever, no matter what. They just buy in, you know, to all the Narduzzi philosophies. Elder Pitt.
That's what the Inzers are saying. Uh, a, a lot of hype around this Keaton Slovis news here. Uh, it, it it seems like you know, th- there was so much negativity last week about, about Kenny Pickett not playing in this Peach Bowl, uh, and and now all of a sudden, you know, everybody is is, is hyped up again. I well, I guess we are at least. I guess we'll we'll, we'll see what other people are saying uh, throughout the week. But uh, but I I cannot be. Uh, more hyped for for this Peach Bowl and and for and for the the next season here in 2022 with hopefully Keaton Slovis leading the Panthers defend that ACC championship. I just can't wait to read the Phil Steele magazine and see where he's putting <laughs> us now because we immediately got into the preseason ACC discussion and we are in December of this current season still. But man, next season just feels like it could be special. If anything, if not just exciting, and it's it feels good to have a team that looks like they're on the track to have stability in the coastal finally, and maybe not be as frustrating as they've been the past decade. Yeah, yeah, it looks like that. You know, there's they're set up for some stability and for some you know consistent play play believe it or not or or, uh, or the words we just spoke have doomed us all for and we're yeah, and more the same is on yeah, the way uh, yeah well i will say you know you know they did do it this year they they did uh they proved a lot of people wrong and hopefully they can they can continue that uh, because and, of course Pitt does it this year but we still a lot of us we know can't believe it and then and they'll say uh, i see him do it again and yeah. well, look at well, they're, yeah. they're trying. Yeah, yeah. Would you describe? Do you think next season is going to be like a night on the Sunset Strip? Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I hope so because if this this year was the night on the Sunset Strip, the morning after the Sunset Strip is not what we want next year. <laughs> we want this to be an all nighter at the Key Club, baby. Twenty twenty two ACC. Keaton Slovis leading the way. You think they'll give him number thirteen? No, number eight. <laughs> I don't think they're giving him number. Hammond's 13. not giving up number nine, is he? I, I don't know. We'll have to ask him. I, we'll see. I, he Slovis did tweet or Instagrammed out right. He's had the number nine jersey on in his picture. He did. He did. Yeah. So there's going to be. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe uh, Hammond's going to the transfer portal. I want my number. No, I don't. First think transfer happen. because he didn't get his number. Do you think it'll be more just you know? Slovis is going to buy Hammond a Kenny Pickett burger every week in exchange for <laughs> exchange for the or have, number or have him on a, a segment of his podcast he does for NIL and charity. Yeah, that could happen too. I, I I don't know. I I maybe he's just going to wear number eight. Yeah, or he yeah maybe we'll see. I all I know is that I'm excited also to see what Keaton Slovis does NIL wise. Well, he there was the Kenny Pickett show was really fun this year. It was great. I, my only advice is if you're not going to do our podcast, Keaton, I'd say stay away from the fan. Go on like the X or something. <laughs> the, the, the Keaton Slovis show on 1059 The X. I don't think he's welcome there. No? <laughs> I think there's too much heat in that kitchen. He doesn't even know anyone there yet. Why is there already heat with Keaton Slovis? And well, I the think X? just with Pitt and the X, I, th- I think. Oh, man. Maybe he could go further down the dial than, I don't know, WYEP. <laughs> Where the music matters and Keaton Slovis does his show. That's my vote. We'll see. But we'll keep, well, that'll come down the road. We got other other business to tend to. Like the holidays, Vince. Merry Christmas to you. 
and and please stay safe. Don't get in to two heated discussions talking about pit with family and 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 of course uh, your wife and our co-host Pam who already has opinions on next season that I need to I need to discuss with her and talk out because I didn't agree with some things. But you know what? Everyone's going to hash those out. And let's just get to the Peach Bowl first. Yep, yep. Uh, next week, we got this big Peach Bowl that we are going to be talking about. We're going to be breaking it all down for you next week. A New Year's Six Bowl game for the Panthers. A chance to finish in the top 10. Top 10 in the whole country. Uh, that's what's on the line next week in that Peach Bowl. We'll be talking about it. Alan, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to all the Panther fans out there. And hail to pit. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. You can always hit us up at H2P Show if you want to chat on Twitter. That's where we're at. And, of course, if you know a Panther fan in your life, you tell them two things. Merry Christmas, and you subscribe to the Hail to Pit podcast because what the hell are you doing with your life? If you're a Pitt fan and you're not listening to this show, we're having too much fun. And we're also blasting off into a new year and a new era of Pitt stability in football. Fingers crossed, but it looks like that's the way we're going. We believe. Keaton Slovis is here. The Peach Bowl is coming. What a time to be a Pitt fan. What a Merry Christmas it already is, everybody. Enjoy it, and we'll see you next week to talk Peach Bowl. Hail to Pitt. I always dreamed about